Welcome back to the 94 Feet All Things Basketball Podcast. Uh, I'm Henry Bazans. Two of our, my other co-hosts, Akshay and Jay, couldn't make it today because they had other pressing matters. But we have our first episode with special guests. I am joined with my good friend, Samir Christian, and uh, one of my basketball coaches, uh, Coach Moore. So, gentlemen, the trade deadline was pretty, pretty eventful. I would say, to say the least. I yeah, mean, no, it's crazy. A lot of the Ben Simmons trade from the Karis Lever, a bunch of bunch of new new trades. Yeah, a lot of teams uh, improving. A lot of teams, you know, not you know probably taking a backseat to things, you know. So uh, and they'll probably see how things turn out in some years to come. But uh, yeah, it was exciting. It was big. So um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, I feel like. The McCollum trade didn't make sense to me because, like, I knew the Blazers' front office was bad, but I feel like that trade was just so awful. I mean, like, they just – they gave up Dame's co-star for really nothing, in my opinion. Like, I just – I feel like that, that trade made no sense to me. Yeah, for, for the Pelicans, it made, made a lot of sense. I mean, it was super good for them. I think, I think if the Blazers traded CJ – like a year ago, they would have gotten so much more value for him because this year he's just kind of injuries and all that. So I think that kind of hurt them. But I do I do think uh, it's good for their rebuild. And um, I think they said they're trying to build around a whole like a whole new team around Dame. So I think we'll be interested to see how that goes. Yeah, it just felt like in the past, what, a couple of years, something needed to happen. And I guess that was what needed to happen and the move they made. Um, obviously, you know, they're trying to rebuild for the future um, and see what they can do around Dame or maybe they are trying to maybe Dame exits and they got to rebuild from, you know, from scratch, you know. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do. But um, it was sad to see, you know, them break up Dame and CJ. They were um, crazy one-two punch. Um, you know, it was sad to see him go. But, you know, Pelicans, they got another – shifty guard over there so they could probably make things work yeah like i was saying just one more thing about portland i just feel like in my opinion it's time for dame just to like let his loyalty bs kind of go to the side like he is 31 in like the mid of his middle of his prime i would say he should kind of focus on like his legacy and his career more than trying to stay with the blazers because I, I don't really see them going anywhere, but who knows? I mean, something could change. Exactly. Yeah. No, what, do you guys, what do you guys think about the whole Kings trade? The Sabonis, uh, like, Brog, the Sabonis. Um, I mean, I mean, I think the Pacers kind of won in that one. I think uh, Tyrese, he's a, like really up and coming star coming up. Um, he's super athletic, just super like bouncy out there, um, you know, and so bonus, like, I don't know. I just feel like when you go to Sacramento, like nothing, no, nothing happens out of that. You know, I don't know. That's just me. But I think anybody that goes to Sacramento, nothing really happens out of it. You know, they probably collect their money and they go elsewhere. Um, but, you know, you know, I don't know, but I think Pacers won that trade. Um, who else was uh, in that trade? Was that a th- was that a three Buddy, team or okay. I, I think Bud, Buddy Heel was in there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's a nice piece to have too because what uh, Lakers were eyeing him for mm-hmm. a couple of years, and Buddy Heel's other and then you know what it looks good because they got rid of Karis and a whole different trade um and then filled the piece in with buddy so like you know that's i think that was a good move for the pacers yeah no i agree i think that like so i, I just was so surprised the kings gave up Halliburton. i would have thought they would have traded fox or someone else. like i was just really surprised to see that and i'd have to agree i think the I think the pacers definitely won that one um i mean the kings did get sabonis who's all-star level and all that but i don't know just I don't think it's going to do anything really for them. I think they're just going to stay. Exactly. Like, I don't like the best is probably getting into the playoffs maybe yeah. getting in the second round, but like to us, like that doesn't do anything. That doesn't cut it. Um, you think that you think the Kings can make it to the second round? 
I mean, that's the best, like, that's the best thing scenario that could ever happen for them. No, mm-hmm. really, like that's probably not going to happen, but that's yeah. probably, probably the best case scenario. They happen to them. Like they probably lose in the second round or something. They get, I don't know, but I don't see them even probably getting in the playoffs, but, um, but yeah. I don't it's, see also, it's also good that they got rid of Marvin Bagley, kind of a reminder of another horrible front office decision, drafting him over Luka Doncic. I still can't believe that happened. That was just like, that's so crazy to me. Happens. Yeah. Uh, what, what are you guys' thoughts about the whole James Harden, Ben Simmons trade? I mean, in my opinion, as a Nets fan, it kind of hurt at first, but – I feel like defensively, the Nets got a lot better. And spacing-wise, they even got better because you add Seth Curry, an elite three-point shooter, and Ben Simmons locked. Um, what are you guys' thoughts on it? Um, yeah, I think it was I think it was a really fair trade for, for both teams, honestly. Like, I think the Sixers got rid of Simmons, who they've been trying to get rid of all year, and they got James Harden, who is James Harden. And then the Nets, I mean, I, I was kind of surprised to see the Sixers give up Seth Curry, too. They gave up Curry, Drummond, and and uh, Simmons. And I think, a first. And, a, and two firsts, yeah. I think that, like, I, I think that was the best deal they would have gotten for Simmons. Um, but for the Nets, I think it's, it's a good move because Harden wanted out, and they get Ben Simmons, who's three-time All-Star, I think, and – once he's ready to play, I think he's going to be really good with Kyrie and KD. And um, they get Seth Curry. It's just a great shooter. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in love with it all the way around. You know, like you said in the beginning, like sad, you know, Harden. It didn't work out. Like they were like really good friends. Like it just didn't work out. And I mean, they realized and they knew it. But like, you know, as it looks for, like you said, spacing on the floor, it works good. Ben Simmons, you know, like doesn't really have to shoot the ball. Like he doesn't really need to because you have that in Kyrie and KD. And um, like Seth Curry, like what? Like how did, like that, that's the steal right there of the trade is Seth, you guys grabbing Seth Curry. And all you guys had to give up was one player. Like one or like they gave a Millsap, but Millsap wasn't even getting the rotation. Uh, so like Seth Curry, like that's like a plus plus. Because like I, it hurt when they lost Shamit. And uh, I really liked him, um, but Seth Curry, way better three-point shooter. And then him and Kyrie are back together from their Duke days. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And Ben Simmons could run the one, and Kyrie could, you know, still do some play the point guard too. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm in love with it. And then uh, what, who else did they get in that? Uh, and then Andre Drummond. Yeah. Like, that's another steal. That's like, even – like, even if he's, like, not even, like, in tip-top shape, like, that's that's good to have, like, because LaMarcus Aldridge really wasn't cutting it, but, like, he was just there. He's the only big body they had. So it was perfect um, to get Drummond, and he's back playing with Blake Griffin, you know, when they were back in Detroit. So they have that chemistry. So, um, again, I'm excited to see, but, again, we got it all see, get pieces together. So when Ben gets back off of whatever he's dealing with, um, I don't know what he's dealing with, but, you know, come back ready to go because we got a chip to win. Yeah. I, I feel like the main plus, like you were saying, Coach, more about Ben not needing to shoot. I feel like that's why things in Philly didn't work out because especially once Jimmy Butler left, they didn't have – they only had Embiid as, like, a guy who could really close out in the fourth quarter. And I mm-hmm. feel like when Ben Simmons – tried to do that or when he had to try to do that versus the versus Atlanta last year. I mean, we all saw that series. It was just, it was terrible. And I yeah. feel like now that you got guys like Kyrie and KD, like they're not going to let Ben try to ISO to close out games. So I feel right, like. It takes, right. It takes that pressure off of Ben Simmons. Cause literally it's like, like how you said, like they only had him bead and then the next person they had to look to like, was Tobias, and, you know, he won a couple games, but, like, he, like, he wasn't, like, literally the game closer, and then you had to look to Ben, and when Ben was, like, you know, Ben couldn't create opportunities for himself, and when they were there, he just gave up on the opportunities. I just felt like with KD and Kyrie, that's just, 
the probably the top two scorers in the league. So, you know, that takes the pressure off. So it's going to be good. Yeah. And it's crazy to me. Like, I was just thinking like they got Drummond too, who just like two years ago was having double doubles every other game with the Cavs. And I mean, he's not even going to need to do all that because he has three all-stars around him. Like, I think that that was a great pickup also in Drummond. Yeah. It takes pressure off of that. And then like takes pressure off of LaMarcus Aldridge. He can play his pick and pop game and that, you know, you know, shooting from a free three throw line, the elbows and, it's going to like, I'm excited to see what the Nets are like. It's really sad though. It didn't work, but I'm very excited to see. I'm happy for, um, for them and just get Kyrie back playing hundred percent. So in all these games, so that's all I'm worried about. Yeah. Honestly, like I don't like at first I was a bit frustrated that Harden wanted to leave, but I don't really blame him. Now that I think about it, like he is 31, you know, kind of getting into that older stage of his career. And, like, he's obviously trying to get a ring. And, like, if that's what he wants to do, I don't blame him for wanting to leave Brooklyn because, like, the whole Kyrie thing, I feel like that would get me really frustrated too. I don't know. I don't know how KD has been able to be so resilient throughout that whole process. And on the Sixers, what do we think on the Sixers side of things? I feel like they – that's going to be scary for Embiid and Harden. I feel like – Yeah, but I feel like they just gave, like – Giving up Seth, that's a big that's a big deal for Philly because like right now like yeah you're gonna get hardened but like you don't have that elite yeah you have Tobias and he's I mean good but like you know you don't have that like three point shooting or who or who can do that on Sixers they, like they got they know. got Danny Green who's he's like he can no he can, uh, yeah. Uh, I just think, like, I don't know. Like, I, I just think it sucks for the Sixers to give up Seth. I just also think it was, like, I don't know if they would have gotten much better for Ben Simmons because they've been trying to get rid of him for, like, so long. And, like, the fact that they got Harden out of it, I think it's at least makes it a little bit better. But I don't know. It doesn't, like, it, I don't know if it gets them over the top. It just gets them back to where they were. Or maybe just a little bit better, but I don't still see them getting out the Eastern Conference Finals or out the like alone. I don't see them getting out. I feel like that whole Jimmy Butler 76ers team, if like if they had given it a little bit more time, in my opinion, I feel like that team could have been great, honestly. Because like you had an amazing defensive like back backcourt and front court with Simmons and Butler. I don't know. I just feel like the way that team – I mean, obviously, Butler wants to try to, like, do things in Miami, which is it's going pretty good for him, but I don't know. What does everyone think about the poor Zinga? I know I was talking with you about that trade, Coach Moore. I, I'm a bit interested on how, how you think that's a good trade for the Mavericks. Because you give up poor Zingas. He's like – He's like, I don't, I don't view him as all that, um, as a player. I mean, obviously he's in the NBA and he's, 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 he's a good player. He's an elite player, but it's just like, he doesn't appear in the big moments. I don't ever hear from him in any big moments. I don't know if you know if he's had any big moments, but in New York, but since he's left New York, he hasn't had any big moments. Like he had like Luca is, it was Dallas and like, Maybe Porzingis can find his magic with the Wizards, um, but like, even Luca came out and said today, like it just didn't work. He just isn't. He said like, that today. Uh, I, I he said it uh, today. A couple of days ago. Um, I don't know word for it. So don't quote me. But he he already knew and he felt the disconnect and it wasn't working there. Um, uh, but yeah, I just I just think Porzingis is kind of soft. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I definitely agree it didn't work out, Porzingis and Luca. Like, I, they needed to break that up. But I just, they got Bertans and Dinwiddie. I, I don't know. Like, like I, I, I do like Porzingis. He's been kind of in a slump the last couple of years ever since he left New York and all. But, like, I think, I think in the right situation, he can definitely pick it up. And, like, I think he, he still has more value than that because he's a – seven foot big who can shoot like 
I, I just I don't know getting Din like Dinwiddie's good and Davis Bertans he's like they're like fine but like I don't know I could I could have seen them getting a bit more yeah what I'm saying is like Davis Bertans like his contract to me is the really like biggest kick in the face to Dallas for me because he's averaging 5.8 points per game this year and he currently is on a five-year 80 million dollar deal like this past offseason you saw three shooters Joe Harris Bertans and Fred Van Vliet you know get those big contracts and Van Vliet's really been in my eyes the only one who's really shown that he's been deserving of that contract I mean Joe Harris has been okay but Bertans has been terrible and like I feel like Spencer Dinwiddie he's good but like I think I was telling you this earlier this week coach Moore I feel like Jalen Brunson already like has that kind of like six man scoring punch that like already had that for Dallas. And I don't know. I just feel like they could have definitely gotten more. I feel like they would start Spencer though. Mm. Oh, so it'd be Dinwiddie, Luca. That could be nice. I don't I don't see like Spencer makes the money of, of a starter. Really? He was a starter. Yeah, he, Spencer makes Spencer got a contract. I don't know what his contract is right now, but Spencer makes uh that's why it was hard for the Brooklyn because they didn't want to pay him all that money because they knew they were gonna had to because they knew they had to pay Harden money. Yeah. Well, he, you're right, he makes pretty he made wow, he's on a yeah. 354 million dollar deal, which is like I mean that that's that's manageable. I feel that's like manageable, yeah. So like I mean, does Jalen Brunson start now? Or I'm, was there? I'm pretty sure he starts now. If I'm pretty right. sure he starts now. Yeah, but like he said, he's like the perfect like six man. And then like he was uh, he was he was look low key kind of on the move too a little bit. Uh, Jalen Brunson, uh, they were trying to move him around, uh, I believe, but uh, they ended up not doing that, which is probably the smartest move for them. But um, I don't know. I think they. I think I don't know. Like they need scoring, so like you know they have a guard play for scoring now. They have three guards that can put it on the floor and score and then you got Brunson who can distribute you know yeah I, I think like I just think Dinwiddie like I think Dinwiddie if they're trading with the Wizards it should have been Dinwiddie or yeah Wizards Dinwiddie and I, like even Montrez Harrell to me would have been better than Bertans because Harrell at like the Mavericks their centers are like is it just Boban and Powell is that it yeah it's not it's like, not yet. Like Montrez Harrell's a bit undersized, but like I think he's still he's still really good, like solid center. And maybe if they did like Porzingis for Dinwiddie and Harrell, because they traded Harrell to the Hornets, like even that could have been a bit better. Like I think I, I just think they needed a little bit more to to match Porzingis. I feel like the Hornets, I'm so impressed that they were able to because I feel like in my eyes, the one big hole that the Hornets had is they didn't have a solid big. I mean, Miles, Miles Bridges is like 6'8". I'd maybe power forward, but I'd say mostly a small forward. But their bigs, in my opinion, were pretty bad. And to get Montrez Harrell for like uh, – I think they just gave up Ish Smith or something like that. I just – I think that, Yeah, I just think that was a really good trade, yeah. to be honest. Wait, they gave up the rookie? Uh Ish Smith and Jay- Vernon Carey. They kept Booker. Okay, oh, never mind. Vernon Carey. Who's uh, Ryan? What's their rookie point guard? What'd you say? James Booknight. I think so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think I think he's gonna yeah. be, probably get a lot more minutes. Mm-hmm. I know Ish Smith played a, uh, some some low key minutes, um, and I like his game. His game's gonna be nice when he gets flourished because he's low key like kind of like a mini mellow. Mm-hmm. It's like, but like he's kind of more just kind of structured a little bit more, but like Melo's more flashy with it. Um, yeah. and that's what attracts the eye for Melo. Um, but yeah, like they like getting Montrez Herald, like is going to be good for them inside. It's going to be pretty, really, really tough for, yeah. for teams out there. They're going to probably make a push out there because, yeah, it's going to make a nice little push. Do we think, do we think Bull Bull is going to finally break out in Orlando? Because I, here's what I'm saying. There's definitely a lot of hype that's definitely overrated, but I still feel like if he, I don't know, I feel like there's something there. 
like you, I, he's show, shown skills that are guard like, but obviously we haven't seen him trans. But he's been on the Nuggets, which I mean, Jokic obviously has that spot locked down. But uh, what do you guys think in Orlando? Do you think he can find his place finally in the NBA? What was the trade? It was, was it? I'm checking right now. It was, uh, okay, the Celtics got a 2023 second round pick, and the Magic got Bull Bull and PJ Dozer. So, yeah. yeah, um, he'll probably get an opportunity. Um, we just got to see what he does with it, really. Um, I don't think that they won't give him an opportunity. I feel like they will. Um, because like you said, with the Nuggets, Jokic was there, Jokic was there, and um, that kind of like them to shine, um, a lot, um, and really couldn't play, um, more minutes. But I feel you know, with the Magic, you know, who's the bigs down there you got Mo Bamba and who else? Well, Wendell Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah, there? Wendell Carter Jr. He's on the rise. So, and John, Jonathan Isaac, he's like when he comes back, I feel like the it it he could get some minutes, but right, he's right, he's definitely gonna be heard, like what is it a year and a half, right? Isaac, it's been a while, right? Yeah, yeah he, it's been a while since he's played. He tore his ACL in the bubble, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like. I don't know. I think, like, we'll just have to see what he does. Like, he's going to get more opportunity. And I think, he, I mean, he's talented, but I don't know. He's just, like, he's a big, he has a shot. I mean, he's athletic, like, but I don't know. I don't think he's going to be, like, anything insane. I mean, he'll be, like, solid, but I guess we'll just have to see. Yeah, we'll have to we'll just have to see when he gets that opportunity. Hopefully he does, and, yeah, hopefully he shines. Yeah. I think the Clippers – made a had a very trade the trade that i don't think people are talking about enough i they they gave up eric so justice winslow and keon johnson yeah. and a 2025 second round pick for yeah. and norman powell i feel like that was that's a really yeah good that mm-hmm. i felt like they knew what they were doing with that one um they kind of got rid of pieces they really didn't need and got pieces that they needed so like that's that's really that's really good and it's really good for their young core too that they have with uh with Amir Coffey and uh, mm-hmm. Boston uh Brandon Boston for them to see and learn from the wing players there from Norman Powell like Terrence so, uh, Man- Terrence Mann's also really solid too yeah. I feel like he could definitely have a breakout yeah him. for sure exactly he's rising too and yeah. he's got it mm-hmm. yeah I feel like the Jazz that was. They also they were able to get Nikhil Alexander Walker for basically nothing, just for like yeah. goals. I feel like he's going to be a great backup guard for the Jazz to take some minutes lowered off of Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley because we've seen him kind of have that spark plug, and yeah. in the past. No, yeah, I was kind of surprised Ingles like they did that. Ingles they gave up. Yeah. They, they were able to just give up Ingles and like do, like Ingles is out for the year. Like, Ingles is good. He's, like, he's older, though. He's out for the year with a torn ACL. And they got a young, what, is out Nikhil Alexander-Walker, like, second year or third year or something like that? He's really young. I feel yeah, like they're year three or year Yeah, and, like, he's really good future. Like, he has a lot of talent. He's good. And I think that's a really good move to get Alexander-Walker. Mm-hmm. Now that we've discussed the trade deadline, what – Gentlemen, what are your predictions for the playoffs, championship, all, all that, all that jazz? So, who do you think's winning the championship first? What I think is winning. Um, I'm seeing things right now. Um, like I want to like. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I feel, like, I feel like the Suns are more of a regular, like, season, really. Like, I don't know. If, I don't really, like, know if they can win a championship, like, against a fully – in a fully healthy league. Like, say, if the Nets are able to stay healthy, they'll be scary. If the Six – I think the Sixers can still be scary. Like, there's a lot of – a lot of scary teams. I just – like, it's just tough to, to decide who's going to win right now. Yeah, because it's like I feel like teams are still developing, still teams are still like you know trying to figure out their personnel, and like it's just not a 
it wouldn't be a safe call to name a team right now. But like I like you like you were saying, um, Nets favorable. Someone like that, maybe someone out the east. It's probably might be someone out the east. Um, I'm trying to I, think of the best team right now, but in my eyes, I'm I'm I might get a lot of flack for this, but I don't see the Warriors as being a championship, like a legitimate contender. Because here's why: like, look, I hate to say it, I don't uh-huh. I don't care what you say. I don't see them beating any top team in the East. I don't see I think they can beat the Heat, the Cavs. The Heat and Cavs are one and two right now. I don't see them beating the Nets healthy, the Bucks, the Sixers. I I don't know. I feel like if they go in the conference finals, I feel like the Suns are going to give them a lot of problems. I forgot about the Warriors. I forgot about them. That's probably – I'd probably say that's my favorite – Cause like you're you're getting you're gonna probably get Clay back at a you're probably gonna get Clay feeling at a more 100 percent level by playoff time. Mm-hmm. Draymond will be Draymond around playoff time. Curry is being Curry as he always is right now. You even have Andrew Wiggins playing at a high level, and the bench and the supporting cast. Is playing at a very high level with a coaching staff that has been there and done that. I don't know what I I I I I don't stand by what I said about someone coming out of the East because like now I'm saying I'm feeling the Warriors right now. But again, like in the East, teams are developing and trying to figure things out. But right now, these Warriors right now are are playing. Yeah, yeah. but like. I just feel I don't know Curry to me like I don't really I haven't been following how he's been playing recently, but like am I he just like ever since he broke the three point record I just feel like he's been really uh he just he's been inconsistent in my eyes like he just I don't know like, but like I'm not saying the Warriors look they have a shot I just wouldn't put them I wouldn't put them above the Suns. The reason I would, like, take the Warriors over the Suns, I don't know if I have the Warriors winning at all. I would take them over the Suns, though, I think, because they've done it before. Like, they've won. They have, like, Curry, Clay, Draymond, they all multiple, like, full-time championship champions. Like, they don't got they, KD, though. Huh? They don't have KD, though. They won one without him, remember? Yeah, but that was against a Cavs team that, like, people – With LeBron. People, people forget – that that Cavs team in 2015, Kevin Love didn't play the whole series. Kyrie only played like two games. Like it was, it was just, it was just LeBron. So like they needed KD to go that extra step. I don't care what people say. They needed him. Like, I I think that, I think that like, I don't know. I do think the Warriors are contenders. I, I, I think out of the East, like, I don't know. Like the Heat, Cavs, Bulls, Bucks are the top four right now. And out of those, like I really like the Cavs. I just don't know if they have. They're too young, I think, to make a push for a championship this year. But like the Bucks, I think have a shot. Uh, like um, the East could go really either way. And the West, like I have in the West, I have Warriors, Suns. And, like I think those two are pretty much the main contenders. Yeah. Honestly, I just feel like, like you were saying, Coach Moore, a lot of teams in the East, like especially after the deadline, I feel like once teams get their stuff together, it's going to be interesting to see. Because, like, Brooklyn currently has a 10-game losing streak. Like, I feel like they just – uh, I don't know. I feel like it's just really – things aren't going good for them right now. But I feel like – things are definitely going to change for them in the near future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. You guys excited for All-Star Weekend? Yeah, it should be pretty decent. You know, it should be fun. Uh, You know. Um, also, I was listening to trade. Also, about the trade they done in the All-Star game. I, was, I like that uh, the trades are before the trade deadline. Yeah. That really happened like that. It's always... During the trades, usually during the All Star break, or usually days after. 
Mm-hmm. But like, I feel like, like how we said, like teams are going to be settled in and kind of like coaching coach coaches will probably figure out what they need to do with personnel and switching up plays and stuff and getting things going. So like, yeah. it's crazy. Cause like seeing that they're traded before the deadline. So like James Harden will be represented as a 76er in, in the all-star game, but hasn't played a game yet with probably won't. Oh, he might, he might play a game maybe this week. Um, but kind of like that, like, yeah, I wonder how they're going to present that. Like, will he be represented as a net or represented as a sixer in the all-star game? Like, I think, I think was one thing, did you guys watch the draft at all? I thought it was so, I I didn't didn't catch it. They talked, they brought up the trade to KD right before the draft. They, they were really trying to get like a controversial statement or something out of him. And like he was, he was very careful with his words. Like I'm excited for my team, and I feel like everybody got what they wanted. And during the draft, Harden went last pick in the draft. Like that was that was to watch that go down was kind of. Oh really? He was the last pick in the. It was it was between him and Rudy Gobert, and Katie was like, "Uh, "I need some size, you know, going up against LeBron." Wow. I mean, like. I mean, yeah, they would feel I, I would if I was KD, I would feel some type of way like we bargained all this way to get you. And then you want to dip because you don't like living there. And like, <laughs> like what KD's fine with Kyrie not playing for his personal reasons. Why is it such a hard deal for you to do that? Like KD is having a hard time adjusting to Kyrie being in and out. Like, why, why is it such a big deal for you? And why? You're playing basketball. You shouldn't be worrying about where you live. Yeah, I think the part about he doesn't like living in Brooklyn. Like, first, it's Brooklyn. How do you not like living in Brooklyn? And like, oh no, like I'm sorry to have this the strip clubs that Houston had or whatever (laughs) that was about. But like, come on, that's not even about that. Like, like I get, I I think the Kyrie thing. I'd be kind of frustrated at that too. Only being able to play half the games and all that. And like, but like, I don't know. Like they didn't. Like, take that away. Like, they didn't even play, like, 25 games together. I would have, yeah, like, and, like, I think if Kyrie played, like, he, he was vaccinated and, like, he was able to play in all those games, like, I feel like it would have gone a different way. I feel like Harden would have probably had a higher chance of staying. But I was just, I was surprised because it got, like, a week ago, they're, like, Harden is not happy in Brooklyn. And it was just, like, so random. It just was like that. I'm surprised they were able to pull it off at the deadline because, like, I mean, news really only started breaking that Harden wasn't uh, happy. And one thing I wanted to say, like, I feel like Coach Moore kind of in response to what you were saying, like, why was such a big deal to Harden? I feel like when Harden was pitched on this big three idea, it was that everybody was going to be there. And as Mm -hmm. we know, they've only played 16 games together with all of them. And I feel like Harden has – he's ended up playing more minutes than Kyrie, who joined the Nets, like, over a year before him. So I feel like he'd definitely be frustrated with that because, like, throughout his whole career, he's had to be, like, the main offensive, like, player on his team. But you have KD right there with you, though. Yeah. But KD's been out a lot for injury, too. But you can't – you. It's injuries, though. Like, it happens. And you know that he's coming back. KD was only going to be out for four to six weeks. Yeah. He'll be back, what, middle of March, end of March? Like, he'll be healthy. So, he'd be back. And then, like, they were trying to figure out Kyrie playing home games and paying the fine. Like, things were trying to get into motion. Yeah. I just think, like, you know, like he said, you know, Harden just wanted to do it. He wanted it now. And he knows, like, it just wasn't going to work with, I guess, Kyrie being in and out. and then is Katie being hurt and he felt like all the load was on him. Um, and that's a big, you know, burden to have on you. But I mean, sorry, Harden. I guess we're going to win a chip without you. Yeah. I going back to All-Star Weekend, quick thing. I, 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 for the three-point contest, I was a big Timberwolves fan. I'm kind of excited to see how Cat does in that because he's a center in three-point. I, I don't know. I, I think he's, in the skills. he's in the skills too. And I think he's might have yeah. won that once. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's in the skills too. Yeah. I, speaking of the Timberwolves, I'm pretty sad that Anthony uh Edwards yeah, yeah. did not get a call to be in the game, the most exciting 
probably young player. Yeah. Uh, him and LaMelo and John Moran are probably the most young, exciting players. Uh, and you don't get that entertainment in the All-Star game, you know, hey, but. So as we were talking about, and speaking of the All-Star game, I feel like it's so lame that the dunk contest is always just such just such mid players that are athletic. I want to see John Morant and Anthony Edwards in the dunk contest. I don't care what the NBA needs to do to make that happen, but like it's I, think just they, I don't know. I think they've tried everything they can do. I don't know what else they can do. Like it's I guess it's just not important anymore um to like the top players, I guess. Like I don't I think we're gonna get a show. Like, you know, I think we're going to show like Jalen Green obviously shows he has some in-game bounce. Oh, definitely. And obviously we've seen him since high school doing under the legs in game. So like he has some bounce. OB Toppin was kind of a little disappointment last year. So we, we'll see him this year. Uh, who else is up there? Uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. What? Juan Toscano Anderson. Yeah, he's got some bounce. So I, I want to see what he's got. Um, I don't see Gary Payton Jr. in there, bro. Speaking of, he should have gotten there over Juan Toscano. That he has some crazy bounce. Who's the fourth guy in there? Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Uh, Obi Toppin. Oh, they got Cole Anthony in there. Yeah, he might, and he's he he's he's a guard who's very bouncing. I've seen his his high school highlights, so he uh, yeah, I'm excited to see him in there. So um, yeah. For the all-star teams, I don't know. I feel like Jarrett Allen has been playing so well this year. I was kind of kind of disappointed he didn't he didn't get a spot. Like it's just kind of tough. Like the Cavs are second in the East right now, and he is just playing so well. Like, I don't know. I thought I feel like he could have definitely, definitely like him and Anthony Edwards, I feel like should have definitely been all-stars. But I'm just trying to think, who would you put? Who would you put above? I would put Anthony Edwards as above DeJounte Murray for Draymond Green's replacement. I'd do that. But Jared Allen, I'm just yeah. trying to – I wouldn't put him above LaMelo Ball. I know you said you would, but – Let me know. look at the rosters real quick. Kevin Durant is so bad at drafting all-star teams. I just want to say that. Like, he got to be the worst all-star drafter ever. Yeah. He's yeah. not the greatest, but nah. – Oh, do you, do you guys see how they're doing the rising stars? Oh, isn't it like a three on three thing? No, it's a tournament. There's four teams. Uh, there's going to be four teams uh, playing and they're doing taking rising stars from even players from that are in the G, G League uh, Ignite team. Ooh. So like my one of my top players, well, two of them are Scoot, Scoot Henderson and uh, Jaden Hardy. Those, yeah. those two players can go and I can't wait to see them at the next level next year. Uh, I think Scoop Scoop might be a little too young, so he has two years left. Uh, mm-hmm. But they're playing in it, and I think they're playing two games, and the winner of those games plays like in the championship game. Mm-hmm. I like that. I was yeah. gonna say, how was how was Scoop Henderson only seventeen and balling on the G League? That's that's still crazy to me, bro. Yeah, he is nice. He is nice. He's got a nice pull up game. He's got a good handle. He's bouncy. I feel like the NBA opening up the G League to like uh, younger players as uh, alternative to college. I feel like that's a huge, huge game changer, and I feel like that's that's gonna change the way like like everything. Like just even look like it's gonna be so much bigger for like kids aren't gonna want to go to college because like. Look they'll at it. Paid. Like they got players. You said what? I said they'll finally get paid to play. Yeah, they're getting paid to play. But look, like you're already getting exposed. Like, look at it. Like Stu Henderson and Jay, uh, uh, and Hardy. Like, they could have went to college, yes, but now they're about to be literally on in the All Star game, like in the All Star weekend. Like yeah. that's that's a selling pitch itself. Like talking to any high school player, like I can go to college, yeah, and ball out, but like I can play in the Genie Ignite and play against pros and then if i shine out i can be in the rising stars game that's crazy. like that's huge like to me that's huge and that's like a great thing the nba is doing for even like those young players who you know like 
uh, he Scoot Henderson might be in the All Star game in five years from now. Who knows? You know, isn't isn't Ignite the Thunder's team? Or is no, it uh, or is it just his own team? Uh, it's, yeah, they have their the G League has their own team called the G League Ignite. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's like their own team. I don't know what the Warriors. I mean, Thunder is like Oklahoma, something like blue or something. I don't know, like yeah. Oklahoma blue or something. something. But, Speaking of a G League Ignite player, whatever happened to Kai Soda? Because that dude was so nice. He was a six ten. You know, he was a six ten high school prospect from the Philippines. He had a great shot. He was, is he still in? The, he's still is he still in the G League, right? I. Like I, I don't know if he was eligible for the draft yet. Uh I don't I don't think he was eligible. Oh, he has, no, he's preparing. Yeah. Uh, he will be re okay, so he's eligible for 2022. Yeah, so I think he'll get drafted this year. Yeah. Well, I think it's the same thing with Scoot, because he, he can't go into the draft this year. But he, he'll go he, next year. And, and Monty Bates on Memphis, right? He can't go this year, I don't think. No, nah, he has to go, wait another year, I think. Yeah, and he might not even – he might just chill and yeah. work out, you know, kind of like a Ben Simmons thing in the mm-hmm. LSU. I feel like Imani – I don't know. I feel like this draft class, I want to say Chet's going to be in the league, but he's got to put on at least, I want to say, 50 pounds if he wants to even have it. Like, I know there's skinny, tall guys in the league like KD – like he's got to put on weight if he's like 180 right now at seven feet that's just not going to work in the nba to be honest like paulo banchero also looks really good he's got yeah uh, he's got a him. and the guy from the guy from auburn also i, I forgot his yeah name. Uh, jabari yeah sorry he's he's i was actually watching the game when they played i forgot who they played it was it today or yeah today and a winning good that their center is really good too. But Jabari, he he goes. I think mm-hmm. he should be the him and uh or um the kid from Duke should be at least. Yeah, I think I think Chet's I think Chet's stock might drop um as the tourney comes around. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, like he has he's got some weight he has to build. But we said the same thing about KD and look at KD. But I know he's not KD, but like he's Chet. But like he, uh, he obviously Chad has something to offer in the NBA. Um, I'm not. I'm not probably, saying like, it'll probably just take some time. Yeah. yeah. I feel like what was I gonna say? The guard, Jaden Ivy out of Purdue. He's been he's been looking real nice. I feel yeah, like yeah, he's nice. He was good. Yeah, he's he's looking smooth. We had like 24 points in the second half or something against. Uh, good, yeah. Uh, like it was balling. Kid was balling. Um, I really like Ivy. I feel like this may be a weird take. I feel like. You know, like after LeBron, Dwight Howard, and KD, they got drafted out of high school. There was this whole period of tons of guys getting drafted straight from high school. I feel like the G League is kind of the next wave of that, if that makes sense. Like a lot of players like are not going to college because they want that pro experience and it helps their draft sure. stock. Like I feel like we're definitely going to see some busts, but we're going to see a lot of good players too. I would say I think it just saves it saves you from being a bust but obviously it saves you from being a bust if you're going straight from high school to the G League because like you're growing up quicker than playing college ball um so and then you're already a professional and you're already getting paid so it's like you already are getting that mentality in you um even like the overtime elite this little that thing they have going on uh they're playing, they're kind of playing like a pro style game and they're playing like the top prep teams. Like that's really not like you're playing at the pro level, but like um, the G League Ignite, like it's perfect. But yeah, like you were right. Like there's a lot of like back in the day, kids were going from high school to the pros and just flopping. Yeah. Um, I feel yeah. like I really hope Jalen Green can pick it up in his sophomore season because I've, I've, Wish I had seen a lot more from him in his rookie campaign because he has not been. Just being on Houston right now, oh my god, that'd be like I think that's definitely like, dude. Being on Houston would be like Agreed. one of the worst teams to be on right now, and literally, like it's just John Wall playing. Yeah, they're like, sitting him because they they said they just want to develop their young core, so he's just so, not. 
don't know. I think KPJ, he's still in Houston, right? Yeah. He's he's nice. He's good. He's been, but been like, great for them this year. Like the Rockets. Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter. He's been a sh- – yeah, he's the only one they have, but like – He is. He's, 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 he's a loose cannon, though. Loose cannon, like – yeah, he's a great ball player, but like he just his decision making is it isn't there for me, and mm-hmm. it's like is it, is he really a point guard though? Yeah, you know that. Um, at, at, like he can go, like he can play, but like it's hard because he's not really a point guard because he doesn't make the best decisions out there, and that contributes to why they're not doing well. Um, yeah, but man, like he he has a lot of upside to him, but it's just like you know he's got to get it. Yeah, I just don't see like since that Harden trade, I don't know. The Rockets for a minute are gonna be just oh, they're gonna like be I don't even know what their upside is, like yeah. what they're looking like, forward do they, to. I don't even know if they have picks or any like they're John Walls, like they got a, they got a lot of first round picks for, for like, yeah, but like still no fans on that like, team. Kristen Wood, oh, he's terrible. fine. Like Kristen Wood's good, but like he KBJ's got old. He got good, but like he's he's got some issues like with his temper and like you just never know. And so I never they need to play Josh Christopher more. That's, yes. my guy. That's my guy. He can go like he gets buckets. Him and Jalen are best friends. Like, come on, get them on the floor more. Like Jason, Jason Tate is a great defensive player on that team. Man, he is terrible on offense. He can oh, go. I know. That's that's why I said that's why I said go. defensive. That's how the defensive player, offensive. Yeah. I just don't think the Rockets have anything going for them, like for a while. None. That's crazy. Harden really like was that franchise. And that's what I tell people. Like when you say James Harden's like not a good player, look at the Rockets or not a good. When <laughs> Who says Harden's not a good player? I mean, when people hate on James Harden, I said, look at the Rockets now. They're a shell of what they were. Mm-hmm. As Harden left, I mean, like, it's just I don't know. Yeah, no, I got you. Yeah, yeah, I was what was on my mind. I was gonna say, uh, so what the the what if trade? Um, what was it, John Wall for Russie? Ooh, I I don't know. Like, I don't know if that would have done much. They're just like Wall's old. He hasn't played in like over oh, what they were talking about. Like, that, they're that pretty similar bad. players. What not you really. mean. John Wall's in the gym every day. Like he's in the gym with them, working out with them every day. He just doesn't play. He gets he goes to the gym, gets his shots up. They're practicing as well. And he practices with them and plays them one-on-one all the time. But it's just like 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 I don't think he's sitting around doing nothing. Like I think he's playing, but it's just like like how you guys are saying, like, I don't think it will, I don't think it would do anything any better for the LA Lakers if they got him. You know, like it was a good what if trade, like to think, ooh, maybe, but like they're kind of similar. They yeah. both are point guards that can go. They both it's have just terrible like, contracts. Both, yeah, both terrible contracts, both terrible jump shots. Um, but they both are fast and speedy and in the, in an open court, you're you're losing in the open court to those two. John Wall's maybe a little quicker, but like leadership. About even, they don't do well in leadership. So, like, the trade probably wouldn't have done anything for the Lakers. And why would you send Russie back to Houston? Yeah. Yeah. One one thing I will say really quick is, like, the only problem with me for that is, like, you're trading, like you're saying, you're trading two of, like, really similar players, terrible contracts, terrible shooting, really athletic. The only beef with that that I have, Coach Moore, is John Wall hasn't played basketball at an elite level for close to four to five years. And he, I know he played last season, like at the beginning of the, of the season, but like that ACL and torn Achilles injury, I feel like are really, they're not like totally going to destroy him, but I feel like they're definitely going to make him. They're, they're definitely going to slow him down a little bit. Oh no, you're not, you're not, you're not wrong at all, but you know, just, yeah, I think John Walker still go though. I still think he still got some in him, and he, he can still play. Like I don't think they wouldn't have brought that trade up for nothing if John Wall isn't like really working out. Like he yeah. like he wants to play. He said he wants to, but they're not letting him. Yeah, that that, that that's the saddest part. 
It's like an organization, like you're there, you want to play, but they're not letting you play. Yeah, that's sad. That is sad. Like you want to help the, like, even though you're not going to be, like even the beginning of the season, he said, like, even though I'm not going to be here, I still would love to play with this young core and I want to play, but they don't want to play him. It's just really odd and weird. Like, so like, I just hope he gets dealt soon. And I hope, you know, maybe he goes, I don't know. Where's a good landing spot for him? That's that's maybe what I'm thinking is like the rocket. Like who do they even want? Like put him on the the Knicks. I know it sounds weird, but think about it. Maybe like a Kemba wall something. I don't know. I feel like the Lakers gotten rid of Russ the deadline. I just wanted to say that. Just who would they get rid of him for though? Like Wall was like no one wants that contract, but like it just that's the thing. Like the Lakers gotta do they should I think they should have made some move like for something. Like yeah, they said Anthony Davis and LeBron were very LeBron. upset with uh yeah. Palinka not making a move. And like you know, you guys needed like like I don't know. The Lakers have been doing this for like the last three, like ever since they got LeBron. They bring in pieces that they feel is gonna work. And then when the season starts, they get games in and it doesn't work. And then they got to try and figure out who can can fill in the pieces. Like, it's just really weird. And the Lakers go through this all the time. Yeah, I feel like one. What, what was I going to say during the offseason? You see, like, you know, you know how it is. Like, you see all these like posts, like the Lakers potential starting lineup. You have Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony. I never I was one of those people like. Whoever thought Westbrook was going to work in the first place? Like, think about it. You have a high usage player that's not efficient, that's used to being the guy on his team, and you put him on a team with LeBron and Anthony Davis, and you just expect that to work? I mean, that's that was a recipe for disaster, not even mentioning the $44 million that he has on the books this year. I mean, that just – that was a horrible decision by the front office. They, they could have gone DeMar DeRozan like half the money they could have gotten Kyle Lowry if they were willing to trade Jalen Horn Tucker I mean like I don't know man it's just bad decision making not wrong yeah yeah just well, uh, still in some time yeah well we're gonna wrap things up here thank you gentlemen so much for hopping on the podcast I know we were a bit short staffed this week but we really appreciate you hopping on here and uh it was a pleasure